And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the Loud and Cork Talking Points. If you made the trip or if you didn't make the trip, I'm going to fill you in in today's pod. So thanks for listening. Loud and Cork match report. Hopefully I can give you an idea of what the game was like and where the game was won and what happened if you weren't there. The, the game was played in uh, Parky Ring, Christy Ring Park, uh, not Parky Key, but you could actually see Parky Key from the from Parky Ring. Nice little stadium. I think it was a for, it was a former soccer stadium, Flower Lodge, where Cork City would have played. George Best would have played there. Tight, compact little ground. Got a chance to walk across the pitch, going over to the press box, and it was kind of slow in the middle so there was no problem with the rain that fell overnight and the snow the game started off in a bit of a snowstorm um, it was favouring Cork and it was very difficult nearly for the loud lads to, to play, play into it you know when the sleet is falling down into your eyes but they uh, Cork started with some really class classy scores Horley Michael Horley he was named in the corner uh, started on the 40 and he kicked a quality score Colin O'Neill nailed a free we went down the pitch after 7 minutes and Bournsey nailed a free then as well um, he actually drove it as a man and he, he was getting he was getting good good change out of the corner back Sean Wilson um, but his supply his supply was lacking um, Colin O'Neill kicked the point then to put um, 3-1 ahead it was a super super free a super score I mean from play just came round loop round real arcing whipping left footed shot high and just just shows the class of player that he is and a cock we missed in this past few years Mark Collins followed that up with a free and then Bornsey got a got a 14 yard free in the corner it was nearly like a trick shot right on the sideline and he just it was just called it over to perfection. It was just absolutely like really super super free. That put us four two. Then we then Laird had a, another free. It was probably really easy free for Bornsey. He uh, it was under twenty. I think it was on twenty one yard line off the ground, and he missed it. That would have put us four three. And then Cork went on and scored one four to no reply. And um, Keeley the wing back and his debut came up the field and kicked kicked the free out. We're caught napping again. We're caught napping in Calvin. We're, we're, we're talking to the referee. We're we're, we're squabbling. With 
among ourselves and the ball is just played out wide to an on-rushing wing back and he taps it over the bar Sean White impressive wing forward for Cork kicked the point from way out kind of just on the perimeter of our defensive system of shape then he followed that up with a goal it was a low drive he, he played a, he, he, the ball was played wide into Mark Collins inside he looped it in White continued his run and he just drilled it low across uh, Craig Lynch Collins got another one as well after Michael Horley run Bevan Duffy we got back and we got a bit of an attack Bourne did a great goal chance he was blocked down on the near side uh, Bevan Duffy from that aim hot ball with Conor Grimes did well to win came back and Bevan fired it over the bar with his left foot Bourne hit a 45 and that left a 1-8 to 4 but Mark Collins really clinical after a patient move kicked a, a nice point from play that made a 1-9 to 4 half time going into the break Cork started off the second half O'Neill with a free Bournsey replied straight away and Loud started to take over sorry uh, two goal chances I, I missed out on in, in the end of the end of the first half um, Kieran Downey with the with the la- with the one at the latter end of the half it was a really sweeping move from a kick out ran the whole length of the field up on the right hand wing he could have had Conor Grimes inside I'm not sure I can't remember a couple of lads said beside me that he did have him but I think he was right to have the shot he was decisive enough to take it and he took it and it was blocked down by the goalie Ryan Price um, just before that Conor Early had another great chance it was a little bit high for the goalie but he blasted it and he fired it and that was a great chance and loud badly needed it but didn't get it within 1-9 to 4 at half time like I said O'Neill and Bournsey swapped frees and he came into the middle of the field and really really took it to took it to Cork he controlled the game to a certain extent then uh, as loud were getting on top and pinning them back with their kickouts and getting to, getting to getting used to Cork's physicality um, Kevin O'Driscoll got a second yellow card and he went off after 45 minutes then uh, they recovered well and Rory Dean big power for midfielder kicked the point from play and that was the last score of the half on 50 minutes and then they started making a couple of free a couple of substitutions Laird emptied the bench really William Woods came in a half time Laverty came in um, Tommy Dorney came in a big impact in the second half give us a bit of a platform um, he gave us the platform for Woods to kick a, kick three frees in a row McSorley kicked the booming point from way out just bounced off the crossbar that left a 1-11 to 10 just couldn't get back to the lead and then unfortunately debutant Keen Kiley comes up the field on the outside and just blast it in load at the near hand, near hand post which give a really really unfair look of the scoreboard to 11 to 10 um, Loud can be happy with their second half performance Corkle Field they put, took their foot off the gas completely their manager Ronan McCarthy won't be happy Pete might see green shoots but all in all it's another loss and we go into the break winless So that was the match report. Here is reaction from Laird manager Pete McGrath and bustling midfielder from Terman Fekin, Bevan Duffy. Okay, you're, you're, I was relatively happy with the second half, but bitterly disappointed with the first half. Because um, I felt for long periods in the first half, we didn't really compete with Cork. Uh, they were doing very much as they wanted to do. Uh, they got through with a lot of ease, they were running the ball with ease and we were chasing shadows and then the limited possession that we did get we didn't really maximise. At times we were very ponderous and indecisive going forward and without really showing any threat up front. Um, so half time we were, not, we were not in a good place and uh, okay in the second half we did claw it back and we made a game of it up to a point. But really, um, over the 70, 
odd minutes, uh, you know, I, I would be, I wouldn't be terribly encouraged by what I saw. But there were some good things. But there are still mistakes being made. There are still deficiencies there that need to be ironed out and sorted out pretty quickly um, if we are going to get, you know, any points. We have played. This is our third match. We've yet to score a goal. So I mean, creating chances is fine. Uh, but I mean, you have to be securing them. You got to be scoring them. And uh, even the ones, well, certainly the Connor early shot was well saved by the keeper, but. Kieran Downey's effort, I thought he was nearly been squeezed out when he got the ball anyway. But it just appears to me that these other teams can can squeeze us when we're in there to stop us getting goals. And yet, at the other end, Cavan got three, Cork got two today, and we don't seem to be able to squeeze them. They're getting through us with ease and finding space in the critical areas uh, that we're not at the other end of the field. And that's a wee bit of a concern as well. The fact that you go three games, haven't scored a goal, we scored three points from players today over the 70 minutes, that's not going to win you very many matches in Division 2. We didn't score that many from play against against Cavan. Uh, our score against Down was, I think, 11 points, um, which isn't a winning score. So, I mean, we are hitting well below average scores, um, and we're now into the, the second half of this league, if you know what I mean. Um, so, there are certainly improvements that need to come pretty quickly, I think, um, if we are going to get points in our remaining four matches. Sometimes it was bad decision making. We were shooting maybe from areas of the field that we shouldn't have been shooting. We shouldn't have been working the ball all in, on in. Uh, we felt there wasn't 70 minutes in. Tommy is a hamstring. That's why we felt taking him on might be better than starting him. And he certainly made, a, made an impact when he did come on. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're still not threatening enough. We're still not going forward enough, in my view, with enough potency or enough penetration uh, to put opposition teams under serious pressure. We're doing it occasionally. We're not doing it often enough. And I think we're giving opposition defences a pretty easy ride at the moment. We've got four matches left, two at home. Uh, we've got Roscommon now this day a fortnight. Um, they were beaten today. Uh, so, I mean, they're no world beaters. We've got them at home. And really, you know, in order for us to, to be talking sensibly and realistically about having any chance of staying in Division 2, then we simply have to beat Roscommon. We have to beat Roscommon. And, uh, you know, if we are good enough, because it, it is a must-win game, and that will show us where we really are. It's a home game against a team that that's, uh, is not worth, they're not world beaters, so it's up to us to, to win that game and to play to, to a certain standard, to an acceptable standard. Because for long patches out there today, our performance was not in my view, um, up to scratch for a Division II National League team. It wasn't up to scratch, and we've got to, we've got to put that right. I think the damage was done in the first half. We weren't at the race at all, especially in the first 15 minutes. We sloppy. Everything we talked about doing, we didn't do. Um, and it just was that. I think that was the, that was the, the killing of the game, really. Uh, there was a bit of a fight of us in the second half, but... Um, wasn't enough in the end. Yeah, like, look, yeah, attitude is good, I suppose, in the second half, but it's easy it's easy enough to do when you're down with that many points and you turn around with a win in the second half. We, we tried our best to get going, and we did, I suppose, but like I said, it's easy enough, and you can talk about attitude and that, but it's simple as enough. The first half wasn't good enough, and that was that was the killing of the game. Three from play today, not good enough. Um, we still haven't scored a goal in the league, not good enough. We're not, we created a few today, but we didn't take them, not good enough. 
We gave away two today. We gave away three last week. We gave away one against Down, and that's not good enough. We need to. We need to, need to have. We've two weeks off now. We need to get get our head in the get our head in the game. Realize what we're doing here. This is this isn't. We're not getting away with stuff we would have got away with last year, the year before. I mean, really need to wise up, or else it'd be a long league. There, the other teams are finding the scores far easier to come by than we are. Um, it's, it's something we we are aware of, but we're not. We're not we haven't sorted it out for whatever reason and we really like I said we have to get it sorted we, or else it'll be whatever it been a long league it'll be a, it'll be a long championship it'll be a short short summer and um, just, we've owned ourselves to blame the players themselves aren't it's, 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 up, to, it's up to us to sort it out um, we're the ones on the field once we cross, cross that whitewash it's us we have to sort it out we have to do what it takes and get put the, you know, put the work in the work has been put in but we just need, we really need to Get our, get our attitudes. Our attitudes are good as well. It's just I, mean, I don't know what the answer is. Basically, again, yeah, we're not. We talked about getting in, getting getting among them in the first few minutes, first first quarter of the game, getting getting stuck in, getting tight, making sure life wasn't easy for them, um, and we didn't do it. Uh, they punished us, like I said. When it comes to when you're Division Two, you get punished for stuff like this. Um, and like I said, the first quarter, first half was, was the was the killing of the game. Yeah, yeah. Look, we have to take every game as it comes. Um, We've Roscommon at home next, home fixture. Uh, uh, the pitch probably doesn't suit us as best, but it is a home fixture. Um, so we have to tar- we're, we're going to target two points there. Um, we have to two weeks to get get the work in, get our shape organised, get make sure our attitudes right, and um, take go to the Roscommon game and target the two points and get going. So there you have it. There's the reaction from the two boys. Um, very, very, no one expected from the two lads' reaction. But maybe it's because they're in the bubble, they're in the camp, and they they want to win, they're competitors. Like, Pete was very annoyed at the first half, the wastefulness and what have you. Whereas I'm looking at it more as a supporter and thinking, we showed great signs there in the second half. We hung in, even in the first half, we created these chances. But Bevan as well, talking about goals, how many we've conceded and how many we haven't scored and we're failing to take. It just shows the, the mindset that these lads are coming from, what they're looking at within the camp. They don't want to show that they're improving or what have you. They want to win. This is another two points they're after losing. and They, they feel as competitors and as winners and as players and managers that there was two points for the taking today. And it's a great attitude, actually, when you when you listen back. It's very refreshing to hear it. I was happy, to be honest, with the moral victory of the second half. But um, these boys aren't. They expect higher of themselves and maybe of the county. So it's great. Next up, we have the talking points. First talking point has to be the goal chances. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Even if we take one of them, it gives us a massive boost. But we missed four. I'd say we, we, we definitely missed three in the first half. Bornsey, Kieran Downey, and in between that was Connor Early. And then second half, William Woods had a great attempt lockdown. Uh, to just 
this, this is the difference. This is this is just the edge that we lack at the moment. We just cannot buy a goal. But we created a chance. Like Bornsy was very lively today inside. He uh, he got probably the most of them from open play than he has all year. Well, bearing in mind he didn't play the first game, but tonight's game, today's game rather, he was he was lively and he was beating his man Wilson out in front every time. This time he beats him along the end line, fires a shot at the at the near post, and the keeper does well to save it. And then in contrast, why did Cork get their goal? Their goal the second half, they come in round the side, wing back on his debut, Keane. Gets the gets the goal on the near side as well. They're getting the chances and they're taking the chances. Um, Connor rarely the ball comes out and opens up to him. An end of a on a run and move through the middle. Fires a powerful shot, but it was, it was at a good height for the keeper. Even Kieran uh, Downey's just before half time would have been a massive boost going in at the interval. Gets blocked down. Well, get, get, well not blocked down. Gets beaten away by uh, the goalie Rice. So uh, it just shows we're not able to take these chances, and they're really kill- that's really killing us. And Cork, are t- like Cork and other teams in Division Two, are taking their chances against us, especially, especially when we're struggling for scores. Like Pete McGrath said there in the reaction, we only got three points from play; the rest were dead balls. You know, so we need that score. We need that lift to give the side and give the player who gets the goal the confidence. The second, the, the one in the second half that was missed. It was actually it was a chance out of nothing that William Woods engineered himself. He hustled and he bustled right through, and it it just got blocked down. It was, it was great defending. It was probably a half chance really, but there were three really good chances in the first half. Even if even if three of them were aimed low and tested the keeper a little bit more at this level, that's what you have to be doing. It's not good enough to sting the goalkeeper's palms anymore. You need to be taking the chances you're making because don't come that often. And Cork took theirs, and you've seen the effect they had on us in the middle of the second half. Sean White gets it, and then he follows up with a point after it. You know, just an absolute killer. So I suppose you look at this talking point and say, "Oh, look, it's not bad. We're creating chances. We've created more than we did against anyone else." But we need to be taking them. That's the massive talking point number one. Talking point number two uh, was Derek Maguire. He was absolutely brilliant today. He really shows that he's a, a player that is well able for this level of football. And he's improving in every game. That'll be a talking point in a few minutes. But he just gives his heart and soul. He he really does. He, he gets involved. He gets stuck in. He gets straight away with his marker. He means business. And he started inside... Well, he started inside, as in he lined out for the throw-in inside and went straight, retreated to sweeper when when the when the play kind of filtered out. We won the throw-in and we won the ball in that area, but he went back then sweeper. But he really, really drove loud on the second half there. Like he was just powerful running. But he got he got us going in the first half. We did we a bit of a period in the first half where we brought it to four-two, and he was instrumental in that. He'd picked up a booking, he, he was late in another cha- tackle, he was getting his hits in, 
he was really he was really inspiring the, the, the players around him there's a lot of young players around him there especially in defence like the likes of Donoghue and Carlin they would probably take take a lot of like like um from that when they're looking at a lad like that experienced player giving his heart and soul and really driving at Cork and really not accepting that not accepting defeat you know he drove up the field there a couple of times he snatched the shots but he still was trying he was walking relentlessly even uh, come the end of the game he walked his way back and he fouled Rory Dean when he was coming through for goal like it just showed he had the, the thought to not let him in for goal even at that late stage in the game to tire like even when he, he tired legs he, he held out and he pulled him down he had the wherewithal not to let him in through for an easy goal and he was out on his feet after chasing back similar to Keith Earls tracking back for um, Ireland in the rugby against Italy Crossfield chase to catch the Italian winger like I just thought Derek Wire he deserves special mention absolute give his heart and sleeve very honest player and really really shows that he's improving and he is a lad that's well able to play at this level just like a lot of these loud players are slowly but surely starting to believe talking point number three is what I've just alluded to there with the trajectory of Derek Maguire these lads are sponges for information and action I suppose they're learning by doing and as as is the norm with Gaelic football or anything in life even you learn more from losing and the tough times and this side like I said before last week and the week before they're on a massively steep learning curve like you get you're not you, you get absolutely punished for mistakes so third game in we didn't make that many mistakes granted we did make mistakes but we didn't make that many we did get punished but we more got punished today for not taking our own chances rather than giving up counter-attacks, giving up easy scores. Our indiscipline kind of doesn't really doesn't really do us any favours to the referees. We're kind of getting caught, we're a little bit green, we'd have to learn how to foul or manipulate the tackle at this level because we're a little bit obvious to the ref. The ref just sees and gives away, whereas we're not getting them. But now the ref was good today. I'm not gonna. That's not a talking point. But it's just the learning curve. As we go on and as the competition goes, we are getting better. Second half, we were much better, much improved. The structure of our defence in the second half, we were very solid. We made a couple of switches as well. James Stewart went back into centre half. It worked. Bevan Duffy got into the middle of the field, give us a little bit more power driving forward. With a very active half forward line and Jim Downey and Andy. Andy goes into the middle as well. Um, Fergal Donahue comes out and he just man marks um, Michael Hurley the second half. You know, we're slowly but surely learning as a team. Individually, the players are getting better at this level. So it bodes well for the end of, uh, latter end of the competition. You know, a week break. We'll, we'll ramp up the fitness levels maybe and then or else we go a little bit and we'll be a little bit fresher for us coming and draw the home game thereafter losing today we're after getting a little bit positive I know we're half from hearing from the camp they mightn't feel as positive but there's definitely green shoots there and it just shows as well Pete McGrath is maybe getting to know what his panel is doing what his panel is about
you know so we're learning and we're learning latter end of the competition we have us coming next we have Mead and we have Clare these games you might have thought we might have been able to win a couple of weeks ago but now as we slowly but surely and gradually go on and snowball we're getting better it might be a little bit too late to save us from relegation but then like Pete said we beat Roscommon we could have hope and definitely second half today give us hope we, we can and there's a couple of players that are shown that can play, they can really play at this level Talking point number four, and it seems to be every week that there's a a debutant or a couple of debutants. Like you had, you had two players, two two Blues players today making their first start in the for loud competitive start. Uh, well, first league start. I should I should add league debutants, three league debutants in all that started today, and like. To be fair to them, they all stood up fairly well and had the moments of, of good play. Fergal O'Donoghue lasted the full 70 minutes and he was quite accomplished. He he, he didn't look out of place whatsoever. He um, His man was taken off, Stephen Sherlock. He did a quite a good job on him. He went out, as I said earlier there, he went out and he picked up Michael Hurley, their dangerous player. So he tagged on to him playing centre-half. So that, that gives us hope there, like... Pete's nearly finding his finding his team come the championship, finding his players that are up to this level. Connor Early give a good twenty minutes of himself. That goal goes in. God knows he might have might have boosted him, and he would have maybe come out the second half. He got got a couple of ten minutes after extra time, after half time. But he he was marking Ian Maguire. He was in a, he was the core captain. He wasn't he wasn't like he wasn't out out, out caught really in the air. On the ground, he was quite good. He stuck to the system. He played well. He filled up the channels. He was, he was good in possession, and he, he did get forward. Like I said, he stung the goalkeeper's hand, and then Kieran Downey as well got good. Like he'll, he'll be the better for that as well. He came on against Cavan and was rewarded today for with a start, and um, he'll he'll grow as well. So the debutants, it's it's, a, it's becoming a trend. Debutants and learning curve throughout this Division 2 campaign. But all in all, the three debutants can be happy with themselves today. So, next talking point. Talking point number four is the substitutes. Every single one of them had a positive impact on the game and on how loud played in the second half. Um, Jim McEnany got a bit of a blow. He got a blow just before half time in the in, in injury time. It looked like he got winded, but it's obviously more serious injury. So Tommy Dornan came in, and Tommy Dornan it just showed the importance of of Tommy Dornan and the impact he has on this loud team. He really was he was brilliant in the second half. Claimed a number of high balls and gave us a really good platform. And he caused their goalkeeper goalkeepers kickouts problems. Like 
they didn't know how to deal with him. He was driving forward at every opportunity. Maybe he was trying. He shot a couple of times when he shouldn't have. But he still give us the platform and drive in the middle of the field, and he just shows he's he's a top player now. He he came from um, Colin Kelly against Carlo, and you think this chap's not going to make it playing junior with the Westerns. But just shows he's absolutely worked on his game. His engine is there, his power is there, and his feeling is there. He's well able to mix it with the big boys now in Division Two. Um, Owen Lafferty made a return, and he came off with Darren Marks. And that was a really good, that was a really good uh, introduction as well. Laverty, he might, he might have not featured early on because of fitness issues or he's late joining the panel. But he, he's an option now going forward, especially with the week's break. He could be in line for a start against Roscommon. Very positive impact. Um, and then Jared McSorley came in for Conor Early on 52 minutes. I meant Conor Early played for 20 minutes in the middle of the field before Andy went into the middle of the field, and he gave a great. He gave a great display. Um, showed he could, he's capable, and uh, he lasted 52 minutes, and that's good going around the middle eight for a debut on young chap in his debut. But uh, McSorley had a positive impact. He's a really, he really is a powerful impact player with his pace and tired legs. Kicked a, sh- uh, a point from way out, to cracked off the crossbar. Well, bounced off the crossbar. Goalie's gloves and went over the bar. So that was a positive impact as well. James Craven came on for, for John Bingham so that could like all these substitutions the talking point really is we've a bit of a panel now growing and we we're getting closer to our starting team but there's a couple of serious questions that need to be asked um, and then Tyke McEnany comes in as well for Conor Grimes and he got a couple of balls in that he, he could have done what he could have picked up he did pick up and he did get a, on the action but it just gives the youngster more exposure as well and then lastly, uh, William Woods, like I mentioned earlier, he had a goal chance and he kicked three fine frees, you know, so just the impact of these subs, and we, we can finish with, 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 with a strong team, you know, you think losing 12 players from last year's panel were going to be affected, they all came in and they all had energy and power and they made us a little bit fresher, and it's good to see Pete wasn't afraid to throw them in, so all in all, substitutions, had a massive impact on our good second half. Be it they should be starting the next day, or it was the fresh legs that we need and we can bring in, and we won't be afraid to take lads off the next day. So that leads me into the next talking point. Talking point number five, and this is the main dilemma that Pete McGrath is going to come from this game and think: uh, Does William Woods play? Instead of Ryan Bournes, or does Ryan Bournes and William Woods have to find a way to play together in this team? I know Wood, the two of them played against Cavan and Woods got taken off. But uh, it was very surprising today because Bournes, he was playing quite well. I don't think he was injured. I, he could it could well be that he is injured. But it didn't look to me from his body language going off the field that Ryan Bournes was injured. He was fairly lively in the first half anyway. And he kicked his free in the... In the second half just before he went off injured but maybe it's a tactic to bring a fresh pair of legs on like for like and then also is uh, Connor Grimes does he make way to let the two boys play inside or is one of them going to have to play alongside him the, the unfortunate thing is about Connor Grimes is uh, taking off or substitution I should say is 
he was only starting to get into the game when he was taken off and not only was he only starting to get into the game the players around in the half forward line and then the wing back coming up they were pinging diagonal balls into him they were finding them so they are adjusting and they were only finding that as well so that's that's another talking point these are all these are all big selection calls that, that have to be nearly made because I don't think the three of them can play together the, the, the three of them well we know they can't play together the three of them played against Calvin together and it didn't work um, so but it, maybe it shows we have options to bring, the, bring lads on and off or swap in and out against a different team smaller like more mobile full forward might cause a full back harm or maybe we need a big man like Ryan's in the edge of the square or maybe Connor early starts in the edge of the square like he does in his club from the, from the Plunkets so it's very very interesting really good selection calls and even John Bingham gets taken off you'd think Fergal Donoghue's in for his debut he'd be the one that gets subbed off but it was Bingham the more established lad or maybe it's the fact that we're after playing three games on the trot and lads are fatiguing a little that we need to, we need to freshen up our panel or need to use our bench a little bit more so that's talking point number five, I think, and that's it's a really good talking point. It's really positives there. Pete's learning his team, and he's going to have to make some really tough selection calls. So there you go. So there we have it, that's the um, Loud and Cork Talking Points podcast, um, thanks very much for listening, uh, hopefully it gives you an idea of how the game went and how we performed against Cork, I know it didn't look like a lot of Loud people travelled, um, it, it was a tough trip down, three hours down and three hours back, um, but hopefully I give you a flavour of how the game went and where exactly we stand, we know a lot more about our team now than we did beforehand and I, to be, to, for me it's, it's positive and um, week break like I said and we take on Roscommon um, I'll hopefully have a preview of the Roscommon game in Drogheda um, thanks very much for listening follow, the, follow me on the usual channels uh, at We Are Loud on SoundCloud uh, Twitter and Facebook thanks again